Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter. Joined by Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Just getting to a bit right. Birthday number the more it's uh, maybe a midlife crisis is due, but we'll get to that later. How are you doing, Donny? Yes, I'm good, thanks. I think I'm past that age. Of, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say, Donny. number I'm thinking of. <laughs> I didn't want to say, Donny. Right, okay. We'll start off with our league and then we'll get to our points. So there's been a wee bit of change to top three. Jack Kern is still first, 61 points this week, 1799 overall. Up to number two is Gurik United, Stephen Love with 1733 overall. And up to third is Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 1731 overall. So the points for our rank of the week, I'll go first. As Streak and goals for six points. Captain Taff for Hee Haw, Obelai six points, Golson a transfer in, Hee Haw well, Gordon one point, Charles Cook 15, Jota and Abada three apiece, Ronan minus two, Vice Captain Morales 15, Ramsey, Ramirez, sorry, Ramirez two, and I left Doig on the bench for seven points, which is quite annoying, but then I didn't expect that to finish 0 0. And that, my rank has dropped slightly again, so I'm now 1 2 9 overall. Right, Donnie, I'll start with you. Okay, I had 54 points overall. So it was Gordon and goals for six. Obelai, six. Captain Tav, zero. Goldson, zero. Uh, Ferguson for six. Abada, three. Jota, three. Ronan, minus two. Morelos, vice-captain, 15. Mieda for two. Charles Cook for 15, which gives me my 54. Global score is 1665. And I'm down a bit as well, but uh, 61. So not too bad. Not too bad. Tom, yourself? Uh, I'm overall overall ranked 92, so it was a red arrow this week. I got 54 points. I had Strijic in goals for six. Bassi got me nothing. Captain Tav got me nothing. Obelai got me six. In midfield, I had Charles Cook for 15. Yota for three. Ferguson for six. Abada for three. Ronan for the minus two. Uh, Vice-captain Morelos got me 15. Andrew Ramirez got me two. On the bench, I had Sims for 12. Doig for seven and Cochrane for one. So, that's a big game week, that one. <laughs> what annoyed me a game is see if I, did, if I took advice of Mel, Melvin last week and just rolled the transfer. Do they go to Taylor points? And then I could have made the transfer this week for the next game. So, again, 
the red arrow's on myself. I would have been a green arrow if I didn't do that. But we move on. Right, first before we get into the results, I want to mention again the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Club is open. If you haven't got in contact with me yet, please do. We are up to, I've got it here, 58 names so far, up to 128. Doesn't look like I'm going to get to 128, but looks like unless people get a move on in the last two weeks. But we're well on the way anyway. And we'll talk about it again in the pod. So let's go to the results for the game week before we get a bit of some stats on it. Okay, Saturday's game was Aberdeen 1, Dun United 1, Dundee 0, Livingston 4, Ross County 3, St Johnson 1, St Mirren 0, Hearts 2, there on Sunday we had Hibs 0, Celtic 0, and Rangers 2, Motherwell 0. So over to you, Tom. Okay, so I'll start off on Dundee 0, Livingston 4. Uh, I've not got much to say on Dundee. I'd say if this is a new manager bouncing, I don't really want to know. Um, we've talked about Bruce Anderson, uh, mentioned him last pod. He got a brace in this game. He's only 4.9 million. He's had four goals and one assist in the last five. I've got a feeling he's probably going to be the second highest scoring striker in the game by the end of the season. I think he's going to brush Ramirez and Watt to the side um, and finish second only behind Morelos. Um, it was also a rare clean sheet for Livingston as well. Their last one was on the 18th of January when they faced... Uh, Dundee, again. Um, Alan Forrest as well. He's also had some fine form. Donnie mentioned him last pod. He's had three goals and two assists in the last six game weeks. That's a total of 48 points. Uh, That's almost half his entire points total for the season, which is sitting at 101. Um, Anything to add on the the Livingston guys? Or do you have any sort of uh, inkling as to a Dundee player you might fancy, Peter? Dundee, not a chance. This is the, we said last week about watching how they go on, these new managers. Matt McGee, to me, is yesterday's man. I don't think, it's a pal, old pal Zach McGorn's trying to get him the job. It probably is going to secure Dundee relegation, so I'd be avoiding at all costs. Mm-hmm. Again, take a week to week basis if form starts picking up, I just don't see it. Livingston have been one of the most impressive teams I've noticed the last few weeks. They seem to be just be getting more steadier, more organised. The tactics look like they're playing exactly the way he wants them to play. Martin delivered at the good end of the season last year. I think you mentioned before, Tom, weeks ago, it was a, been a big, massive turnover at the start of the season. So, again, to learn all that stuff again, when new players getting in, involved in the tactics and the processes, took its time. But now it looks like it's starting to see fruit. Uh, Anderson's killing me every week with the rank, killing me rank. So, I think we all agree. If, we're going to have to take, take our own advice and get him in shortly, probably. Tom Ang has a good shout. I think he might end up being, what you said, the second highest striker. Is that behind Morelos, by chance? Yeah, that's what I reckon. Yeah, Morelos will be the top. Uh, at the back, I mean, I was going to move off Streak at one point, but again, he's good for bonus points and another clean sheet. Actually, he's not in a fire to out anytime soon. And Forrest midfield, you mentioned. Yep. I like. He's attracting, he's attracting interest in Dundee United, so obviously there's other teams higher on the table, or should be higher on the table after players as well. So, he just falls into that position again where the midfield's really a lot of talent, so it's just try to go on his player at the right time. But that's my thoughts on Livingston. Yep. And Donnie? Yeah, I've been saying Forrest for the last couple of weeks now, but it's just he's that midfield position where you either take a risk on him or you, you go with the, the known names. As Peter said, Anderson is, is costing us week in, week out now. I think we've got to have him in, even if you put him on the bench, we don't feel confident. But while he's in this hot run, I think he's, he's a must-have. 
Dundee, the fans left after 20 minutes. I think that tells you all you need to know about <laughs> where their performance sits. I agree. I think McGee's a, a joke of a manager. And, and you know, if he sees out the season, that's probably all he'll get. But uh, yeah, Livingston was a good team performance. They passed the ball around well and they create a lot of chances. Um, it's, you know, I've got Obli at the back. I'll soon have Anderson. I'm quite comfortable with those two. Um, good result for them. It'll be interesting to see how the um, up-and-coming fixtures go for them because they've got Celtic, which was mm-hmm. often a good one for them. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see how they go. But Anderson's the must-have. You know, not having them is costing everyone um, vital points. Yep. Uh, on to Ross County 3, St Johnston 1. Reagan Charles Cook got the brace in this game. Uh, what a season the guy's having. I think we've all got him and if you don't, then I think you need to get him. Um, Callum Hendry scored for the Saints. I think he's been fairly consistent recently in a poor St. Johnston team. But uh, being honest, I'd probably struggle to find a space for him in my team if you're considering Morelos, Bruce Anderson, and then perhaps maybe Sims, someone like that. So a bit tricky. Um, I'm not really interested in either side's defences. I think those two players are probably the two standouts, but... Donnie, have you got anything to add? Is there any Ross County players which you fancy? Or do you think St. Johnston yeah, are emerging force? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, hopefully not, because they're playing <laughs> next. Um, yeah, Henry, we've talked about. just don't think you'll get enough goals out of him between now and the end of the season. Charles Cook, I think I said last time that if he doesn't perform, Ross County don't perform. Well, he certainly had a good game um, at the weekend. I think him and Hungbo play really well together. Mm-hmm. You can see uh, they do a lot of work linking up. Um, one thing to watch out for is Adam McKinnon. He is a bench trick player that I've used in the past. He no, came no. on <laughs> for, for two minutes. Um, if I'd seen that and I had him in my team, I'd have been fizzing, costing, costing you points like that. So just watch out for that if you do have him in your team. Um, it's probably because the game was in the bag and maybe we just want to get the young guy on the pitch, but um, that's always one that you have to look out for. St. Johnston, yeah, I think they've probably played true form down at the bottom and um, hopefully that continues um, Charles Cook yeah that's, that's about it Peter Charles Cook we might as well look a bit every week he's I mean you think they're talking about now for play of the year type a nomination so that's how good he's been I'm surprised there's not been any kind of shout by any team nearby or even England that leaked championship or league one about a transfer because he's out of contract, I believe. I mean, that form should be attracting attention. I mean, even if you do watch him, Donny said when he plays well, I don't go screw him. So he is like a talisman figure, and he's not like he's a flash of the pan. It's week in, week out. He's doing things, so interested to see where he goes. I don't think it'll be the Premiership next year. I'd like maybe the Premiership next year. I don't think it'll be Ross County. Uh, who were they putting in, Tom? What you mentioned who's the team? Yeah, St. Johnston. St. Johnston. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago when they got a couple of results, they were performing above XG when they got their victory. It was like, you shouldn't, if you go by the stats, you shouldn't have got the victory. And it's not they're now just referring back to form. And I think it wasn't, if it wasn't for Dundee, Johnson would be probably favourite to go down. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, on to St. Mirren, nil, Hearts 2. It was a red card for Conor Ronan. Um, I unfortunately have him. Uh, so he's going to be my non-playing player for next game week. He does miss out the Celtic fixture, which which isn't a big issue. I imagine most people would be benching him anyways. Um, Sims, the heart striker, 
he was benched for this game, but he came on at 55 minutes and I think he made a huge, a huge impact. He returned a goal and assist as well as three bonus points. He also had four shots on target and hit the woodwork. I was a bit gutted as I had him on the bench. So early team lineups are not always helpful. Uh, that definitely influenced my decision. Um, Gordon and Boyce are back for Hearts. They, they were obviously off last game week with COVID. Uh, Gordon got the clean sheet. And for anyone that owns Cochrane, he was also benched. And he has been benched a few times this season. So he never managed to return the, the clean sheet points. So that's one to watch out for as well. Um, Peter, any thoughts on Hearts and St. Man? Yeah, I was clear on one of the results. See when the red card happened, that kind of changed the game. Because I did, I'd like to have seen how St. Man would sit up under Robinson. So it kind of played a lot into Hearts favour. The game comes out the window for St. Man. Ronan, you can use him as a bench trick, I think. I've mentioned before I'm going to go to the three Celtic midfielders and rotate. I think this is Ronan will be the option to get out this week and bring one in, depending on team news. Uh, Hearts, Boyce, what I said again, he's still playing really deep, but he's dropping back deep. And when Sims came on, he played totally different. He's playing further up. So just the more I see that, the more I think if you're going for a Hearts striker, it should be at Super Sims. And if he get benched because of form, then he's proven that obviously don't bench my next week guy gaffer I mean so I'm going to come on mm-hmm. done that so and Gordon again a good solid pick I suppose people now should have a lot, enough money by transfers and price rises that you could probably get to Gordon if you want maybe an option with the run they've got but then I think there's other good options in goalkeepers as well if you're struggling Kelly Motherwell Streak uh, Livingston Seagrest on your right I think there's still options there if you don't mind go to mm-hmm. Gordon Yep, Tony. Yeah, Ronan with a nasty challenge early on. Um, definite red. I mean, we've all got him. We took a punt in the double game week. Um, so minus points there. If you'd watched the game, Boyce, you'd, you'd think Boyce probably had a quiet game, but he was just unlucky. He was almost like a striker that was trying too hard. Everything was just going to the keeper and just was a bit out of luck. I don't have Boyce. I got rid of him a couple of weeks ago. But if you do have him, then Sims does look the more attractive player. And he's certainly hitting a good run of form. Uh, Mackay, again, he does a lot of the work in midfield for Hearts. Um, probably one of their best players. One of the ones that I was looking at was Anik made eight saves in this game. Now, with the double game week coming up, I think I'm going to go for him because it doesn't really disrupt your team a lot. Um, you then just taking the risk that St Mirren do better defensively over two games than, well, for me, it's Hearts. Um, so eight saves in the game. Um, there's a good performance from him. So I think I'll look to take him in as a second goalie um, for that double game week. But good good result for Hearts. It gets them back on track. They've had a couple of, uh, I think it was three losses in a row before this. So hopefully that just gives them momentum to um, maintain that third position. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. done that for you, Gary Hurt on the, the, the Anik. I, I like that because I've taken before last week, I've got double Livingston defence. I don't, I'm not really comfortable with that. I don't like having the keeper Anobolai. So I think I would easily move from Streak to Anik. I, I, I had Anik for a lot of spell last year and I think he was, he'd done me well for a lot of turns. So I think that's a nice move for me down the line. And it obviously splits the, the teams up. It, it splits my defence up as well. I'm not relying on two other defenders, which I, I don't really feel comfortable every week. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. Um, Aberdeen won, Dundee United won. 
Uh, Ryan Edwards with the own goal for the Dons and uh, Mark McNulty got the penalty for the visitors. Uh, Lewis Ferguson was the only player uh, in this game to have more than a single shot on target. Uh, he, he managed to bag the two bonus points in this game. For me, it's probably not going to be enough. Um, I've held Ramirez and Ferguson for, for quite some time now. They're not really returning. There's definitely other options that are better available. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, Peter. Did you did you have the Ramirez-Ferguson double up for the Aberdeen double a while back? No, obviously I, my rank was plummeting. I got the Ferguson the week, the double that he done well. I thought it wasn't going to do well. Still got Ramirez, who I think will be getting moved out unless I see improvement in Aberdeen's form. My only interest Aberdeen would be the one of the two throwbacks, Ramsey or on loan Montgomery for the price as well. Especially Montgomery, I've mentioned last week he's playing further up when he is playing. So until I see Goodwin's like imprint on a team, I'm not daft on Aberdeen. Maybe interested to finish in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Like for a wild card because if he finished the bottom six then he's got a couple weeks under his belt I expect him to do well the bottom six but not really Dungeon United they're a, they're a funny team they're, they're very unpredictable they're very you take guys in the team you take a punt basically there's no there's nothing to kind of back it up they, they, there's no kind of form that you can rely on Tony Watts went there and has really done nothing as well so yeah there's a sort of stand up player there uh, even St. Johnson of Callum Hendry. <laughs> uh, was Ramsey in the squad for this game? Or is, he, is he out injured? Or does anyone know? I think we've, got we've got a question on that later. Donnie's got right. stats on it, so we'll keep that for later. <laughs> I'll, keep that, I'll keep that hush then. Uh, Donnie, what's your thoughts on this fixture? Um, so it was interesting that uh, McNulty was on the penalties for Dundee United, ahead of what um, Clark usually takes them. So he was on the bench. So if you were ever thinking that, you know, what going to Dundee United might be a good thing, it's probably another reason um, against having them in your team. It was a definite penalty, um, sharp pull from Bates. Uh, Bazawin, again, he continued to look pretty good um, for Aberdeen. It was his shot that was deflected um, for the Kennedy goal. Um, he could have scored a second as well. To me, I think he's doing more than Ramirez up front at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Aberdeen are just not performing goal-wise or defensively-wise that you know makes them stand ahead of any other options that are out there. Yeah, Ferguson, another solid performance. Three shots on target, 40-plus passes, two bonus points. So I've still got him. I'm going to keep him. I think you do get value from him. Um, he's their penalty taker. That's a, a tick as well. They have got some tricky games, but to be fair, he's always played well um, when he plays Rangers. So... You know, bear in mind that's the, the game after Hearts. Um, I'm just going to keep him, maybe bench him. Um, I'll wait and see, but um, I'm going to keep Ferguson and I got rid of Ramirez a while ago. Um, too, too risky to pick between those. But the game itself wasn't that particularly great. Um, two teams out of form. Mm-hmm. Do you just yeah. know that as well? With Ferguson, Ferguson does seem to be fixture-proof. I've noticed that. It doesn't matter who he plays, he does do well. So he's like, he can rely on him. Most time, I know his price is quite high, but he seems to be against it and he does perform if that's your, your top end fixtures. So he's got a good record against the old firm team. So mm-hmm. if you have him, then I'll be happy to play him every, every week, no problem. Mm-hmm. And he's playing further up, by the way, when uh, McCrory's sitting at the back now in defensive middle of the role. So he's playing not quite a 10, but he's definitely getting forward more. Yeah. On to the Sunday fixtures. We've got Hibs nil, Celtic nil. 
Uh, zero shots on target for Hibs in this game. Uh, Nisbet was off after 26 minutes with, with an injury. Um, that's two clean sheets in a row for Hibs. Uh, I had Doig on the bench both times. So maybe we have to start playing Doig in the starting 11 from here on in. Um, I wonder if they're just going to sort of continue like this and maybe just try and secure the fourth position spot. I think it's maybe a, a tall order for them to try and catch Hearts, who are 11 points ahead. Um, Selic have been off the boil lately. I'll probably stick with Yota and Abada, however. I'm a bit reluctant to maybe add a third Selic midfielder just now, but something to keep an eye on. Donnie, what's your thoughts on Selic and Hibs? So Zal made seven changes um, from the European games, but I just wonder if that's now their, you know, settled strongest lineup. Um, be interesting to see. Um, shouldn't be any rotations uh, between now um, and the split. Certainly, I thought Hibs was a solid performance. It's very physical with the, the two centre backs that they've got. Um, should give them confidence and their next two games are St Johnston and Dundee or no, Dundee and St Johnston um, so if they can do well there um, that should give them a lift Celtic did everything they could um, I thought Abada um, looked good out wide um, him and Jota definitely the two options that I've got I've got Mieda as my third Celtic player now if he starts tomorrow I'll probably keep him um, if there is any changes um, then I will probably potentially go three in midfield as well. Um, I think that's the, the fixture to pin on um, when we, we go to look at the fixtures for, for tomorrow. That's that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to back Celtic um, quite heavily, I think. But yeah, good good game from a Rangers fan's point of view. We just couldn't back it up, which we'll talk about shortly. <laughs> Pia? Uh, I'm walking like what you said as well, Tom. I think Celtic looked really flat. Hibs did look well organised, and I thought they were good for. I know you said they had no shots and goal, right? But fair enough. I thought they looked they were well good for their point. He's got them more drilled. They're putting out the back of it more. Just want to keep an eye on if he can keep this up and if he can start. I think the Nisbet injury through whether they kind of plan to head out the window as well. Celtic haven't, in my opinion, talked to my pals since we beat Rangers. Celtic haven't kicked the ball. Mm-hmm. I think they've turned up. One half of other, I think, and after that, I think it's been, I don't know if they look gassed. It's only said now they're out of Europe, so they've got a week. After this midweek game, it should be a game every week, and that's it. So I'm watching this game Wednesday, and the same as you, Don, I'm going to bring a third of the midfielder in. But I want to see the levels up in the plane, because they haven't looked they haven't looked at it at all. And I don't know if now teams have just done the whole thing, what happened on the Rodgers, where slowly over time they start working out how to counteract Angie's tactics, get the players out, get the, the play out wide, and they're crossing balls into the box to a striker who's smaller than me. It isn't going to work. So, G. Marcus might be a good option if he's on the if he's on the, the stand 11 Wednesday and he's still holding him. I think I replied that to Fitpapod when they were talking about they, they brought him in, didn't play. I've been, I've been rushing to sell him because Maid had done nothing up front. The tactics didn't work for him. So, Jack mm-hmm. Marcus, I, mean, I don't think he's the best player in the world, but I think he's a bit of a pest or presence in the box. So, that could be an option, but uh, Wednesday night we'll be able. To see, I'm going to bring a silly player in, but I think if they don't play away, I think they should be playing. I think I'll be quite quickly bringing one in back out. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think Mayer has done enough to secure his position, and Giamakis's uh, hat trick will be fresh in people's minds as well. So I reckon he's a he's a hold for now, definitely. Um, moving on to the final fixture, then Rangers two, Motherwell two. 
Uh, Morelos got one goal and one assist in this game. I was surprised to see that he's only 16.1% owned. Um, if you don't want him, I'd say get on him. He's had 12 goals and seven assists in 23 games this season. So he's not far off a, a return a, a game. Um, he's also in about the bonus points as well and been very consistent. Uh, I think previous fantasy season he was a bit patchy. Um, but I can only see Selleck in game 32 throwing him, throwing him any sort of challenge. I think he's uh, I think he's also clearly the first choice striker at Rangers as well. Uh, Rufa Nitten seemed to be fairly out of favour. Um, looking at Motherwell, uh, Woolery Sean for the Motherwell in this game uh, with his goal and assist. There's no Van Veen uh, this fixture. Uh, he's out with a shoulder injury. I seem that we're maybe going to give him an injection and see if he could play through it, but it doesn't look like he managed that. Um, I wouldn't be too keen to jump on Woolery just yet. Um, this was only his second goal and third assist of the entire season, so uh, you could maybe just chalk that off as a as a good day at the office for him and may not see that again. Um, but Motherwell have a good fixture run. Um, it could be a nice differential for those that want to gamble, but for me personally, I think that's maybe a bit of a step too far. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that one, Peter. Hey, thoughts Motherwell first. I think there's too many options up top. We've mentioned Anderson and players like that that to go for Willery, we're just having that kind of one-week wonder. No, we need to be doing it week in, week out to to go on that. The Rangers uh, team have been obviously dropped points, sitting as a fan. I'm like, well, Rangers are going to go to town here. And in the first 10 minutes, I think Tavernier, Morel's hurt, hurt the ban the first 10 minutes, Donnie, am I right? Or just over, just something like that. Tavernier assist could have been there. He had two goals chucked off for offside. I, I was that. going to say, it was two or three to trot that. If this was fantasy, they're going to be rolling in. And how they how they dropped how they dropped points to up, I don't know. I didn't watch full games. I watched highlights after, but I just don't know what tells more. He's also the fan. I, I'm it was very surprised it ended up to each. I'm not going to be coming off Tavernier and Golson yet, but Emerella. I think that's the three I want to stick with. But I'm just surprised how the the game turned out the way it was. Donny, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. It's fatigue from the European game, but. He only made one change during the game. Um, I think even at halftime, being 2-0 up, he could have freshened things up, gave players a rest, and you know, it might have been a different result. We started with Ludstrom at centre-back, which to me is a, a bit of a worry because Balogun was on the bench. Um, so that's one to watch out for um, if you are going double Rangers at the back. Kent, who I praised last week, had another good performance um, in the first half, the cross with Miles opener. Um, good run across for the second. Uh, Kelly, again, good good saves, um, which you can expect when you're playing against the old firm. My main worry is defensively for Rangers right now, they seem to be going back into that shell that we had under Gerrard, where if we lose a goal, it's, it's panic stations. And that was certainly the case um, at the weekend. We couldn't hold out. Um, so double Rangers defence, Whilst they've got St Johnston tomorrow, St Johnston will make it tight. You know, a team that could just score in the break. Aberdeen again, it's one of their games of the season. Um, getting to play Rangers, so you know, could easily goals there. So just be wary. Um, you know, There's still a good team, but um, whether you want to go double defence is, is personal choice. Um, you mentioned it there. Yeah, the linesman had a vendetta against Morelos. Um, one probably was off. One maybe was on. Um, I guess it depends on your allegiance, how you, how you saw it. But 
a really good performance, strong physical, just really playing well at the moment. My only worry there again would be burnout um, with the European games um, up ahead and him being the, the favoured first choice. Um, that that could be a risk. He kind of he, he seems to do well in one game and then has a quiet game and then does well again. Um, but I think you've got to have him. He, he's a talismanic player that um, you know had some good points. We all vice captained them, so we all did well um, off the back of that. Yep. Back to you, Peter. Are you? Well done. Good. Just on Morel. I, I think Morel did look good in that game. I thought he looked to get a score of our older goals. So I'm yeah. happy I've got him in. And I think these next couple of fixtures, we'll get to it in a minute. I'm quite happy with vice captain Morel's going forward, I think. Because what have I got next year? They've got Ab- sorry. St John's away, Aberdeen at home, and then Dundee away. I mean, that's all vice captain options for Morel, I think, no problem. So that takes on the fact that it's all no podcast. No, I'll just talk. Never mind. I'm talking rubbish. No podcast this week. So I'm going to do around two weeks of fixtures just so you get an idea of what's going on here. So Wednesday night, we'll get Celtics at Murm, Dundee Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen, <coughs> Livingston, Dundee United, Motherwell, Ross County, and St. Johnson Rangers. Then at the weekend, we have Dundee United, Hearts, Hibs, St. Johnson, Motherwell, Dundee, Rangers, Aberdeen, Ross County, St. Murm, and on a Sunday, Livingston and Celtic. And I believe that's double game week as well. So the Wednesday we'll have Dundee and St Mirren. So forget the second set of games. That's the only because I'm going to be here to cover them. What is your transfers, captain and vice captain's choices? Now you've seen that, Donny. Okay, so for the first time in a long time, we're going to get early team news on every game. So just make use of that 15 minutes um, at half past six. I'm going heavy on Celtic, I think, at home to St Mirren after... You know, not a great performance at Hibs at the weekend. I think they'll be all guns blazing to to put them to bed quite early. So if all my three Celtic players start, that's fine. I'll just leave it. If there's somebody on there like Mieda who's not playing, then I will have a look and see uh, what the team sheet says. So um, that's a plan there. Um, I rolled my transfer, so I've got two free transfers. One of them is going to be Anderson for Grieve. Even with the double game week ahead, I just don't fancy St Mirren. I think um, there's there's better choices there. Um, Ramsey, who I'm going to talk about later, I'm going to drop him for Doig. I think Hibs have got um, Dundee and St Johnston in the next couple of games. So defensively, I might get something out of that. Um, so yeah, captain, vice captain, up again. I'll probably Celtic, Jot Abada, um, probably go for those two. Um, yeah. Okay, Tom, same you. Um, Transfer-wise, probably going to be Ramirez out and Bruce Anderson in. Um, captain and vice-captain. Vice probably going to stay on Morelos. Captain, hmm, I'm not too sure. Captain Tav's maybe let me down a bit recently, so I might maybe look at switching the captaincy either to, to Yota and Abada. Okay. My transfer ends pretty much it's like Donny mentioned. Early team news, if, if Jot and Abada starting jackpot, third side of midfielder, there's Rogic or O'Reilly or Hatati. I think I'll get a name in. I'm going to be sticking with vice-captain Morelis and I'll captain one of the Celtic wingers. Probably Jota. I think Jota's got a point to prove. He's not been blistering form. I, I think that's the one I'll be vice. Especially if Hugh uh, Mack is back in up front because I think he's a better option, for a, he's a better option to assist to rather than Mida. So, 
if it works out that way, then I'll do that. Okay, right, so we've got the questions in a couple of questions this week. Twitter feed up. Slow. Right. First up question is from Melvin, who was a guest last week at Novino's 968. Don't follow him, guys. Follow him. Hearts look to have a decent fixture up until the split. Which defensive asset would you recommend? First question. Or is it worth going for an attacking double up of Boyce and Sims? I'll start with you, Tom. So, defensive recommend from Hearts. Would you go with double up, up top? Um... Probably def- I'd probably say definitely looking at Gordon. I don't have him. I think I might need to get him. Uh, double up, I'm not too sure. I think Boyce hasn't done a lot and his, I think his value is still quite high for those that bought him early in the season. So he's not returning as much as what I'd like. I think Sims is the better option. I think maybe the double up's a step too far, especially if you want to try and factor in Morelos in the, the striker position as well because he'll take up a decent chunk of your budget too. Uh in terms of another defender, I've got Cochrane, but as mentioned, he's been in and he, he sometimes gets benched. So um, you may be looking at one of the, the other defenders there. Okay, Donnie, same question yet? Definitely wouldn't double up. I don't think the Hearts score enough goals um, to get the benefit there. You're just going to have to pick one um, and cross your fingers. Defensively, I've got Gordon. Um, I probably wouldn't bring in a Hearts defender. I like to spread it um, just to be safe. Um, I'd probably pick maybe one of their centre-backs um, if I was going to. Uh, another option, and I've mentioned them already, is Mackay in midfield. Again, that gives you a spread across the team. Um, but um, the last time we said that Hearts had good fixtures, they lost two in a row. So just be wary. that They're quite comfortable in that third space. Um, I don't think they've got any challengers uh, chasing their tails. So, they, you know, their performances are hot and cold, um, so they're quite a hard team to to rely on in that respect. But definitely wouldn't go double up top. I think you've got better options with Manuel Sanderson and you know, somebody else. Yep, I agree. Defensively, I only want Gordon. I think there's better defensive value elsewhere to save funds. Uh, I would be just stick with Gordon myself. If you want to go for a defence point, fair enough. And up front, I agree. I would not double up. Uh, it's a case I just pick one. Sims, who's new in the league and seems to be quite good, do you go with him or do you go with tried and trusted boys who I think we've all mentioned it's separate times. He's playing a bit he's playing a bit deeper. So to me, I think I'd go for Sims. I wouldn't double up. Too much options out there elsewhere. And as Donnie said, don't score enough goals for the double up up top. Right, next up, it's from Josh at Josh change his name. It's Josh McCarthy now at Josh underscore football. Calvin Ramsey wasn't in the squad against United and is up against Hearts, Rangers and Hibs in X3. Would you hold or rid of him? So, Donnie, you get stuff on this, on you go. Yeah, so I've done a player profile on Calvin Ramsey and I would already decided that I was going to sell him this week, uh, this week um, but this is probably just confirmed um, with thoughts. So, Ramsey, he's an 18-year-old right back for Aberdeen. He's um, an exciting player. Um, with a bright future ahead of him. If you believe what the papers say, Aberdeen turned down four million for him in uh, the window in January. He's considered uh, a points magnet in terms of fantasy football for his bonus point returns. Um, he was originally two million at the start of the game. Um, was a regular player in Aberdeen defence, which for a, a top three four club, you know, it's a, a dream if you can get somebody playing at that price in your defence. 
He's involved in most of Aberdeen's set pieces, free kicks and corners. He's now valued at 2.8 million and is owned by 26.6%. So over a quarter of us have him in the team. Um, 26% of his points have come from bonus points. However, when you break it down, he's only had one double-figure return, which was his highest haul, 11 points. And that was in game week one. So it would come as a surprise. Uh, now, Aberdeen have only had four clean sheets this season. Out of those four clean sheets, Ramsey has only played the 90 minutes in one of those games. He came off injured um, in the second clean sheet game and then missed the other two clean sheets through injury. He missed eight games in total. So you could argue that defensively Aberdeen are better when he's not in the team. If you were to try and guess how many points he has overall in the season, um, you'd be surprised when I tell you it's only 57. And 23 of those points came in games weeks one to four. Um, so almost half of the points that he's earned over the season came in four games. Um, he's got an average of three points per game, which for a defender isn't that great. Um, the main thing that's letting him down is just the Aberdeen defence. You know, they're in ninth place and can't keep a clean sheet. So regardless of the bonus points, um, he's probably not the asset that you want to have. They have got Jim Goodwin in place now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play under him. I thought he was good at St Mirren, and I think his first job will be to make them solid at the back. So time Castle away um, is going to be a good test for them, and then Rangers away. Um, if they finish in the bottom six, which was something that was mentioned before, you might fancy his chances, but at the same time, they'll be up against teams fighting for survival. So, you know, finishing the bottom six, probably nothing to play for. They probably would finish sixth in that position, um, playing against hungrier teams. I'm not sure. So I took a look at players around about his value. So I went to 2.5 million. And some of the options that you've got there is Jack Fitzwater at Livingston. He's got 85 points. Um, you've got Charlie Mulgrew, obviously, um, good centre-back. He's got 74 points. And you've got Josh Doig at Hibbs, 2.3 million, 71 points. Um, so there are better options for the price um, if, if you look around. For me, I mentioned it already, I'm going to go for Doig. They play the bottom two next. Um, and I think you know that would be a, a better switch. So I think Ramsey, his name sort of in the bonus points that you attach to that it probably gives him greater credence than it, and than it should do. When you break it down, it's not actually that good. Um, and I think if you do have him, you should probably come off him. Even if you've got a team that's getting a clean sheet one in three games, you know that's still going to outscore um, his three points a week. So hopefully that helps, Josh. Um, it was interesting to do that breakdown. Um, I would have thought he had a lot more points than 57. Um, there's even Dundee defenders. You know, we say how bad Dundee are. And there's Dundee defenders that have got higher point scores than him. So it just shows you, when you actually go into the numbers, it tells you a, a little bit more than uh, what you'd expect. So we're all looking with sheep tinted glasses on. That's what's happened in for his first couple of game weeks. And we're stuck by him. I think so. I think you'd, you'd expect Aberdeen to finish third or fourth with the budget they have. Um, and I think they've just been mismanaged in a position where, as I say, they can't buy a clean sheet. 
Um, they're struggling now up front, which could be the, the demise of them. And as good as he has been getting the bonus points, I think he's just outside the top 10. It's not enough. Defensively, you can get, as I say, if you get a clean sheet, even one in three, it's it's going to do better over the course of the season. So another example of he's passing the eye test, you watch him, but he's not passing the, the point test. Hey, Tom, thoughts on, thoughts on him? Yeah, I, is it, well, I've got to echo what Donnie says after that, um, that uh, thorough report. Um, it sounds like he's still uh, dining out on the, the early uh, season form and uh, that's kind of what's stuck in our heads and we're maybe not looking at the bigger picture and looking at the more recent form for Aberdeen. I agree, I think Doig is a better option. Uh, Hibs have started to show some form, uh, seem more organised at the back and they faced Dundee and St Johnston next. So you could maybe even fancy Doig to maybe even get in a, 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 an assist or, or two from that wing-back role as well. So... I think I think there's better options there. Um, I've really went off Aberdeen recently, so yeah, I agree with uh, Donny on that one. Excellent, well done, Donny. Like that. Okay. And the uh, last question is from Robbie Dempsey, Balexio Online. Where is the best time to use a bench boost, Tom? Um, I used my bench boost a while back, the the double game week where I used all my chips all at once. Um, but for me, I think maybe the next golden opportunity would be perhaps uh, after the split, just after you're wild-carded, you're going to have some low-value players in the bottom half, which may allow you to get a, a fully functioning bench. Um, even still, if you still want to have a non-playing player, it's maybe not going to be um, it's maybe not going to be a big loss. I mean, there's a lot of players out there that just persist, consistently get two points every week. So I'd maybe say just after the split, once you've got a, a fully uh, fully fit team, Donnie, same question to you. Yeah, I'd probably echo that. I used mine um, when there was a big double game week. I think it might have been off the back of the wild card as well. Um, there's not enough in the Sintmarin double game week to, to go for because you're potentially going to have two Sintmarin players. It's Dundee that they're playing. You don't really want to channel up on them. With the wild card, you can fill up your team. You should have good value in your squad by that point that you could, you know, get a full full team in um, and then make the most of it. Um, but yeah, I used mine a long time ago. I don't think I even did that well. No, me neither. <laughs> well, my plans is uh, wait to the split, see the fixtures, see how the title race is going, how, rele- how the relegation race is going. If Celtic Rangers play each other early enough in the post-split games, then you could have, if they're still going for the league, both of them, you could meet, I could wild card either the second last week or the last week, like using like a three hit. If the, the pictures fall correctly, like if they're playing, the teams are playing, who you think's going to get down or struggle to stay up, if you just need to win their games, then that's where I'm going to probably use it. And that way you, you don't disregard your bench trick right to the end of the season either. You've still got that playing until game week 37 or 38. And hopefully, hopefully the pictures fall kindly enough that you can build and then just I'll be able to bench boost either this, the last week or the second last week. That's my plans anyway. Maybe get, hopefully get points back for it. Because I don't think there's going to be doubles, is there? There's not more doubles. Just that Dundee sitting on that a bit, and that's it. Yeah, pretty slim chance of anyone. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone. So that's that's my my thinking of it. So if you've still got it, then, as we said, keep it to the split, see how it falls. Team dependent, obviously, as well. But you should be able to build your team in any sort of form you want to build any, then you should be able to... Hopefully it comes off for you the week you do it. Two playing goalkeepers and 
that it's just, it's, it's, I don't really like the bench boost track at the card I've chipped, sorry, I think it's a bit of a boring one, but it's fair, you've got to be used, so you try to use it as best you can, I suppose. Right, that is us finished with the questions then, guys. So before we go, once again, I will plug the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup. It's opened. All two more game weeks to go for it's going to shut because then I need to organise it for kicking off. So if you think there's those places and you're not texting because of that, PM me. There is plenty of spaces, trust me. Uh, and again, we'll get up and running before after the split, before it's split to on numbers. So I'll let you get your plugs for you go, Donny. Uh, just Donny Rob seventy seven on Twitter. Tom. At FFS underscore skill on Twitter. I'm at Fantasy Half. We are a Half Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.